Welcome back to Creativity Inside and Out. We'll continue now with Leonor de la Vega and her palm fronds. In talking about the palm fronds, you mentioned queen palms. Mm -hmm. And that's a specific kind of palm that you use? Yeah, it's the type of palm frond that produces a date. Um, they're like these orange colored balls that they bloom, they produce a fruit, and they fall to the ground. They're really annoying. Are they edible? Not to humans. I think the rodents like them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, I, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Right. You know, I, I've never tried to eat one, but they don't look very edible. They don't, I'm sure they're sweet. So like coconut palm trees, and I don't even know, I guess there's a bunch of different varieties of palm trees, right? Oh yeah, there's, um, sure, there's um, all types, I don't know all of them, but um, I don't know, there's the Mexican fan palm tree, which doesn't really have a frond, okay. you know, in the same way that I use, but it's really the, the, the queen um, date, palm tree that I use because that's the one that gives me the surface that I need. Right. Yeah. 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 Do you think, going back a little bit um, and talking about uh, inspiration and, and, and being an artist, um, do you think life-changing uh, events in people's lives, uh, do you think that kind of inspires people sometimes to be artists? Maybe because it's therapeutic, because, I don't know. It, you know, art can be a form of therapy, can be very cathartic. I think for me, it's been very cathartic. Um, um, I feel like I've worked out, I've had pieces where I've worked out a lot in that piece. I think um, to, to keep it all in is tough for anybody, let alone an artist. I mean, someone who's naturally creative, um, it it makes sense to put some of that energy. It's like turning that, turning any trauma that you have or difficulty and making something positive out of it um, is really rewarding. Mm, yeah. And what do you hope that other people um, feel or get out of um, looking at your art? Oh, I'd hope that that they have a connection to it in some way. I, 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 you know, if they can feel a sense of beauty or maybe even calm or, um, I don't think anyone's been disturbed by what I do, but, <laughs> you know, but um, I, I think maybe a sense of what's possible as an artist and what's possible in creativity that you, you know, you're not limited to a square, you're not limited to a canvas, you're, it's wide open, you know, hopefully uh, inspire others um, to express themselves in that particular way. Yeah. I've heard people say, and once again, me knowing nothing about art, right? Mm -hmm. But I've heard people say when they go through like a gallery, they go, oh, that, that piece speaks to me. You know, and I, for me, I've never quite understood what that means. I'm like, okay, it's pretty, you know, but what do you, what's your interpretation of what that means to people? I guess people 
buy art for different reasons. You know, maybe they need to fill a space on their wall. Maybe they're looking for a gift for somebody. Um, it, it can be a, a host of reasons. Uh, you know, if it, it, you know, some people might go into a gallery or see a piece somewhere and it speaks to them for some reason that maybe they don't even understand. Maybe it's the expression. Maybe it reminds them of somebody or something, you know, a landscape. Maybe they feel like it's deja vu to them. Or maybe it's something that's just totally unique that they feel um, they need to acquire it or it's something that they want to have in their life, in, in their presence, in their space. Um, so I guess for some people I think it, uh, art that grabs them catches them off guard. Sometimes they are looking for something specific. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. But sometimes they may say, I was looking for this, but I saw this. I, I'll bet that that's the case yeah. for some people. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend. We went on a cruise together, mm -hmm. and they have the art auctions on cruises. It was a Mexico oh, yeah. cruise. Yeah. yeah. And they, they auction off from, they had some Andy Warhol stuff, prints probably, you know. But um, she, she got carried away and she bought thousands of dollars worth of art. And then after the auction, she says, my husband's going to kill me. Oh. I said, you did hear them say that all sales were final, didn't you? <laughs> you know, but she had some pieces that came up. Mm -hmm. And there was one that had a tree of different seasons, you know, uh, uh, right side up and upside down. Yeah. And uh, she had to have that piece, you know. And, uh, and uh, her husband didn't kill her, but he wasn't happy <laughs> about that. Well, when it's a piece like, you know, a famous artist or well-known artist, I mean, it's only going to be worth more in time. So there's that side of it. Some people are collectors. Some people, they say that as you get older in life, and if you, you like art, like that as you get older, you do start to collect art. You become a collector. That's your way of, you know, sort of giving back and supporting the artist. Um, but I think, you know, anything can speak to anybody, really. Uh -huh. That's why it's like art is so... Um, it's just... It, it, to define art is so hard, you know. I think it's 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 difficult because if somebody sees something and they they can feel the artist in that piece, and I think the the soul and the heart of what went into that, I think that's when it speaks to you, you know. Right, right. Do you ever paint outside, or do you do everything here in your studio? I don't paint outside. Well, doing what I do um, with the palm frond, I don't because um, I find that it, it's a little distracting to me. Uh, the paint dries a lot quicker, um, mm -hmm. so I'm I'm fighting um, different things outside than I would normally. Inside is a little bit more controlled environment, which I like for working. I can control my light situation indoors and as opposed to outdoors. Probably noises too, right? Um, well, that too, what's going on around me does affect me. Also, it's just easier to have everything I need within reach. My music is here, 
you know, my, my special lighting. It would be a lot for me to have to take outside to work. Unless I'm doing something small, if I'm practicing watercolor or something different that's more of a sketch piece, then I'll be outside. Or if I'm wanting a sketch, you know, landscape or something that is outside, that lives outside, mm-hmm. is, is like a pre-study, then, yeah, it makes sense to be outside. Do you listen to music while you're working? I do. What do you listen to? Every session that I start starts with um, Miles Davis, uh, Kind of Blue. Every single um, painting session, I will start off with that. I'll, I usually graduate to um, rock. I'll graduate to like Jimi Hendrix, some Jimi Hendrix, so maybe more rare recordings. Um, or just kind of like um, studio recordings that I have that I really like, and then um, I love this. I'll love move it. to <laughs> yeah, I'll move to like David Bowie. You know who David Bowie has just been um, something that I've that I kind of discovered later late in, later in life. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just like finding a treasure. You know, there's so many things I hadn't heard from him. I mean, the same with you know, jazz. Miles Davis opened me up to jazz in general. I mean, oh, really? I, I, I didn't get it, but it something clicked when I heard that first album. So mm-hmm. if you would ask me if I was on a island, that would be one of the <laughs> CDs that I would take, uh-huh. one of the albums I would take with me, I would have to have. You must have a pretty extensive music library then. I do. I've collected a lot of music. Some of it's digital. Um, I have a lot still on CD. Uh-huh. Um, I just yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not um, I'm not fully on subscription, you know. There's there's so many subscriptions for different things in my life, you know. I I treasure what I have in CD form, and you know I can play them anytime I want. Some stuff I have collected and transferred onto my computer uh-huh. um, that I can listen to. So I'm kind of in sort of both worlds when it comes to how I listen to music. Nice. Do you um, ever vary the music for the mood of the piece you're working on? Like if it's an angrier looking piece or a more calming looking piece? Uh, some pieces, um, gosh, I probably turned on Nine Inch Nails. That's probably the hardest, <laughs> the hardest, um, most intense and darker music that I've listened to while painting a piece. Maybe not so much a palm frond, but some of, some of my canvas paintings I've listed in Nine Inch Nails. Um, another artist I've really liked through the years uh, was Chris Cornell. I just think he has such a beautiful voice. He had such a beautiful voice. The same with David Bowie, both kind of crooner types, mm, the modern, true, yeah. modern crooner types I that I really see, like. Yeah, I can see the similarities. Yeah, um, and then like, you know, um, Nina Simone, you know, I listen to her music while painting a piece um, just because I felt inspired. And I think a lot of times I get my inspiration from, I like things that are exotic or rare in life, you know, people in nature um, that really attracts me, you know, unique things in life, unique people, uh, things that are rare or hard to come by um, inspire me. Mm, that's true too, yeah. Yeah, people with different stories, and it's 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 a just a discovery, you know. That you know, I never heard of this person before. I never heard the, their music before, and mm-hmm. um, I can understand why they're so attractive, 
you know, um, they're just, they're treasures. I feel like it's, it's something to be treasured and appreciated. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's beautiful. And you play guitar, too. A little bit. I'll probably be a be beginner forever for the rest <laughs> of my life. But, yeah, I find it calming. Um, I started, I picked it up five years ago. I really struggled, though, um, because I was doing it all wrong. Um, I took some classes with other people. But I, I had, the only guitar I had was a Spanish guitar that my dad gave me. And it was really hard to play. The neck was really fat, and I didn't realize that. I didn't know much about playing, and but I started with the acoustic guitar, and then eventually found a guitar that sort of spoke to me, that sounded good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I pretty much stuck with with that one, and um, I just play, you know, try to play a little every day, even if it's just ten minutes a day, um, just to keep my calluses built up. Oh yeah. But I'm always learning something, and I would like to uh, explore it further. It's just more of a time, time frame thing right. right now. So I teach myself what I can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I still play my piano, not as much as I used to. But uh, I love, yeah, I love, it's just, it's a way of getting back in touch with who I am, you know, when I play. Right. It's it. It, it's um, I think it's essential because it's a part of you mm -hmm. that you know is there and you know um, I'm sure that sometimes I know I wonder you know if I don't paint for a while I go through periods where I don't and then I wonder when I go back into it why did I stop doing this mm -hmm. this feels so good right it's and endorphins think, isn't it endorphins oh it is com it, it, it really is it, I think it just makes you feel more human Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it. It's it's a it's it's a language. It's it's another way of communicating. Yeah, whether it's music, whether it's painting, or any art form. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Any it's, type of creativity. Yeah. I mean, cr creativity is so broad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. We talk about that in the promos too that we ran prior to the show launching. If you go back and watch some of those, we talk about where does art come from. And why do people do art? And we say we would, we discover it on the show, which is what we're doing. Yeah, we're looking at that. Um, in an ideal world, what would your personal life be like? And professional, I guess, all encompassing. If I had the means to just uh, paint 100% of the time, I would love to do that. I don't, I don't want to say that... I, I don't know if I'd want to make doing art a living because then it becomes something else to me. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, um, I would like to be doing it more often than I am doing. I mean, I'm you know still in my working years. I love what I do in terms of graphic design. I mean, yeah. I, I really, I, I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's my second love. Um, but in an ideal world, I think I'd love to uh, have a bigger art space, <laughs> maybe three to four times bigger than, than what I have here. More room would really be good. Um, we'll get there. And yeah. I would like to um, have more of a presence, you know, um, more of a presence of where I can show my art. I'm working on that, but it's just timing and everything right right 
You know, you're talking about that. I think about recording artists mm. who maybe have their first big hit songs, and then the pressure is on for them to recreate, mm. you know, what they did before. You know, you're talking about, you know, like, um, I guess expectations mm. that people might have uh, for you to keep producing, keep producing, keep producing once you hit a certain level, you know. And I don't know that that's necessarily good for an artist, mm -hmm. you know, to have that kind of pressure on them. Now, if you're talking about a recording artist, I think that's where, uh, well, that's where me, where I differ from, from that. I mean, artists that do, um, I think, work full time, that if that's their living, and uh, they have gallery representation and um, people that that um, that represent them. Then, yeah, that's a that's a pressure, probably very much like the recording artists. Um, I don't have that because I'm not that at that place in my life. Um, I just have my worst critic is me. Mm. I mean, I'm my worst critic, really. Um, Nobody's putting any expectations on me right now in terms of me. Um, you so, can do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's kind of it's what I admire about, about um, musicians is that it's a team, it's a group. And I think it's just something that's so much different than what I do visually. Mm -hmm. um, because with, with my art, it's just me. Mm -hmm. It's... Um, you know, I'm solo, mm -hmm. but that's what makes music so beautiful, is that it's immediate. Um, oh. It's an immediate flow of creativity to be enjoyed in that moment. I mean, I can enjoy what I do in, in my moment, but the ultimate goal is to have the piece finished. And it's not something that gets played over and over and over, or changes with time. It's fixed. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very, very true. Because, um, yeah, even recording artists, when they play live, sometimes they won't, mm -hmm. or they strive for it not to sound like the recording. You know, they yeah. try to change it up some and, and refresh it, maybe. Yeah, now, if I was a, a performance artist or if I was a, a different type of genre of, of art, you know, mm -hmm. there, there's that, too, where people, uh, you know, an artist will assemble something that will be art for that period of time, and then it gets destroyed. So again, it goes back to, you know, what is art? And mm. how many types of ways can you create art? You know, it's just right. all over the place. And your pieces are timeless. Well, I hope so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's gonna outlive me, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it's, it doesn't feel dated, I, I don't know. I mean, in terms I of what, yeah. in terms of, you know, like digital art and, you know, there's always new forms of art being created, you know, will it still be timeless? I'm not sure, right. you know, well, I don't know. I guess time will tell. Yeah. Do painters ever, it's just a thought that came to mind talking when you're mentioning bands working together. Um, do painters ever collaborate on pieces? Is that ever done? Oh, yeah. It is? Sure. I mean, I mean, collaboration. I mean, you know, what if you have uh, 
a few graffiti artists working together. I mean, sure. I mean, throughout history, sure. I mean, uh, look at Andy Warhol. He, you know, had, what, what did he call it? Um, the factory, you know, he called his, um, where he had his entourage and his workspace, he got to the point to where he would have the main vision, but then he'd have people that were actually doing the silk screens for him, the work for him. I never knew that. Yeah, I said I don't he had know anything about art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And he he oversaw what he they oversaw. Were doing. Yeah, he art directed. I mean, it's funny because he started out uh, as an illustrator. Um, I think it, as a retail illustrator at some point. I mean, uh -huh. I remember seeing a show where he did illustrations of shoes and garments, but. Yeah, so I mean, he he that was that was Andy Warhol working. He that was his job, you know, at the time. But yeah, as he became, you know, more notorious, yeah, he had people doing the work for him. And and that you know that's I'm sure true of many artists. So you have many stages, you know. If you're a sculptor, you know, at some point you're going to need somebody to foundry the artwork, the, the sculpture, create the piece for you that you've sculpted. Um, so you find a foundry and then you have a different set of workers. I have no idea what that is. What is that foundry? My dad could probably explain <laughs> it. He's, you know, he's, he was a sculptor for many years. Yeah. But, but yeah, you have all sorts of, sure, artists collaborate. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think I'd like to be a little bit more one of those artists. I would like to, mm. I've, I've talked about it with a friend of mine who's, um, she's a writer and she's also sort of a therapist, but we've talked about collaborating on some pieces, you know, somehow, um, even if it's, you know, just putting together a show where you have multiple artists, um, doing different genres of art, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, I would, I would love, I, I would, I, I sometimes miss that community that I think musicians have. Right. You know, that's something I, I admire. Yeah, yeah. And where can people find your art? Website, you know, that kind of uh, stuff. Right now, my website, um, LeonorDelaVegaGallery.com is where I have my site. It's not a commerce site, uh, um, but it's a site that uh, you can go check out what I do. Right. And if anything interests you, then, you know, contact me. Okay. Um, but for, for now, yeah, I don't have any pieces anywhere just yet, but, but I'm always looking to see, you know, I, you know, used to do a few more outdoor shows that I do now, but, you know, just, I think create, making sure that I have an inventory of enough pieces to show is kind of important. Right. Is there a required number of pieces for like art shows or galleries? Well, it depends if it, if it's a solo show, shoot, you should have anywhere between 12 and 20 pieces. I mean, that would be mm. my goal, but... Um, you have that though, right? If I was to pull everything, I know I have 12 pieces. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, they're not flying out the door, <laughs> but I'm also not pushing them out the door either. You know, I'm not working hard enough on that. But um, yeah, somewhere I think, yeah, I. You know, if you're doing a group show, then you don't obviously don't need that many pieces, you know, three or four. Okay. Um, 
and stepping back a bit again, <laughs> you paint mostly animals or do you do uh, people or? So I think as of late, um, the last couple of years, I've wanted to transition, you know, they all, f they all fit the format of, of what I call masks. Mm -hmm. In other words, you know, there's eyes and a nose. It, they're facial, um, but they've always been sort of maybe more people-inspired. Um, but lately, I, because of my love for animals and nature, I kind of started experimenting with doing more um, animals uh -huh. as masks. And yeah, I'm enjoying it, actually. Nice. What are some of your favorite pieces that you've done? I uh, really like the way the owl turned out, um, the wolf. I like the way the wolf turned out, um, the lion. Um, I did sell one piece that I don't have last year. Um, it was a female lion. Uh, that one really came out great. I have a, a photo of that, but okay. I, I really like the way that one came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are, what are you thinking for the future? Um, we're going to show one in the demonstration, but um, beyond that one, what are you thinking for future animals or faces? Um, well, I noticed that with the animals, I, I feel like um, I want to start incorporating more color into what I do. I, you know, I'm, this piece that I'm working on now is the elephant, um, but I want to incorporate more color than what I've done in the past with, with the elephant. Um, yeah, because I think that that um, that the more colorful the piece is, the more attractive it is. Mm. That's interesting. And it's it's I think it gives me a chance to um, work with color more, which I really love. I mean, I love the chalk, um, you know, working it in with my fingers, but I think uh, the color is really important. Nice. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you want to share that we haven't touched upon? about you, about your art, um, anything. I think I'm just, you know, there's a lot of things in nature that inspire me. As I said before, things that are exotic, people inspire me. I think that um, I de developed just a love for, you know, things that are indigenous and, um, and I never want to misappropriate by what I, anything I do, I, you know, and I often wondered, am I appropriating? Am I misappropriating anything? I hope not, but um, I think that my style, what I do sort of is a little bit of a nod toward uh, totemic style. I mean, they're not just paintings. There's something a little bit different about them. It's like, they're like, they they feel like Every piece I do is sort of like part of a tribe, part of my tribe, in a way. It's, it's bizarre, but um, they're like votives, they're like wishes, they're like, um, it's just different than anything I've painted flat before. I think because it's already got a natural theme built in. It's, you know, it's not a blank canvas, you know, looking out, painting what you see out of, outside of a window. It's already sort of a fixed uh, theme, a mask, but... As you're saying this, I can see, like, family, like you said, tribe. Kind of like a family. Yeah, I think I'm, part of me is always looking for, for my tribe, 
they're alive in a way, and um, they're, they look. I look at them, and they look at me, and maybe I impart some wishes on them. Maybe I impart some. You know, it's like working in the garden. You know, you're creating something. You're making something grow. You know, you've seen something come to fruition, and in that way, maybe it's a little. I don't know what the word is to say, but maybe I almost want to say pagan, but I'm not mm-hmm. not sure that it that it that it is because I, I I'm not worshiping. Right. <laughs> but it's just something that's um, kind of coming out of me in a form that's probably a little bit unusual. Mm-hmm. I think they're beautiful. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it.